Welcome back. So as we go into 2019, I wanted to do a podcast about business and I actually decided to invite Priscilla. She's CEO and owner of Leo.lashes on Instagram and I did an interview with her. She's 21 years old. She did her own research and launched her own lash line which she's now offering packages and teaching people how to launch their own companies as well and she's actually releasing her own makeup palette next month which I'm so excited about. Um, I had no idea that was happening and that was an awesome surprise to see her grow and as we go into 2019 we'll have new goals for our life and our business and this episode is just so warm and so so empowering in the sense that if you want to do something the sacrifices that it takes and your will to do it will make you succeed so I really hope you guys enjoy it thank you so much to Priscilla for being part of my podcast and here we go I just think it takes somebody very special with a certain drive to start their own business. And so I wanted you to invite you to our podcast, to my podcast, to share your story and more about who you are. Oh my God. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I am. Um, I am 21. I Damn, 21. girl. <laughs> I turned 21 in <laughs> August. So tell us more about yourself. So you're 21 and I know you started your company. So how did all this happen? So it's actually kind of like a, like a funny story. So I saw an ad when I was um, probably like 19, um, where it said, do you want to start your own lash company? And it was basically an ad for like a lash vendor. Never used that vendor. I just like saw the ad and I was like, yeah, I want to start my own. (laughs) Um, So I was like, hmm. And then I kind of put it off for a few, the idea kind of left my mind. And then um, my 20th birthday came and then in September of 2017, my sister had actually called me and we were just talking and she was like, you know what, we should start our own eyelash brand. And I was like, you know what, that's crazy because I've been wanting to do that. And then, um, you know, life gets busy. So we both mm-hmm. kind of forgot about it. And then I started dating my boyfriend in October of that year. And then around January, I told him I wanted to do that. And he was just like, well, why not? (laughs) And for some reason, that was like the driving force of like, (laughs) yeah, why not? (laughs) It was so funny because like, I like couldn't find motivation otherwise. Like before that, I was trying to do it, but it's like, it's so, there's so little information available and a lot of brands that started on their own, like this is so understandable, but they don't really want to tell like how they started it because it's, it's, it's very hard. You know, I understand that, but um it was so hard I had to find the vendors on my own which was extremely hard and that's why so I had actually had the idea for like six eight months before I had actually started it yeah so um it was a very long process but honestly the the final steps like starting the Instagram getting the vendors getting the promoters and um launching it it took me like less than a month and a half but it's just the initial starting and trying to find everything yeah and that's what I love about you honestly and that's one of the main reasons why I wanted you to come on here because I always believe in empowering and helping others and I noticed recently that you started you put like a post on your stories on Instagram Mm -hmm. that anybody that wants to start their own company you just charge a really minimal fee and you're willing to help them and give them all the information that they need to Mm -hmm. start up yeah and I um I love doing that I've helped about like 12 brands now um 
because it's it's so hard you know and I think like um there's a lot of mistakes that can be made if they're not guided into the right direction mm-hmm. um like I made like so many mistakes trying to go from vendor to vendor figuring out which ones are good because you don't know and a lot of the um I know brands today that are still getting ripped off by their vendors and um there's so many like things to learn that honestly it's just so fun helping other brands especially because they're going to start their brand anyways yeah so it's like I might as well make a new friend I might as well um help them and it's so fun to do uh seeing like I've already seen five of the brands that I um that bought the whole package like so basically starting the last brand from the ground up because I have smaller packages for brands that are already established but they just want to get help with a few questions that's awesome but I've helped about five brands just they weren't even like they didn't have an Instagram for it or anything (laughs) and then now they're like they've already had their first like 10 20 customers I'm just like oh my god like I helped you like a month ago like you started your whole thing in a month it took me like eight months (laughs) But see, that's awesome. Like you're helping them and it's working and you're seeing the results like right away. And I mean, that's freaking like gratifying, you know? Thank you. (laughs) I'm blushing. Don't blush, girl. Don't blush. (laughs) (laughs) So what was the hardest obstacle that you faced trying to build your brand and establish your business? I think the hardest thing for me was... um, getting the name out there because in the age of the internet and I, and I love this but in the age of the internet you have so much competition you know anybody can mm-hmm. start their own business anybody can start their own brand uh, because you don't have to go out and rent a storefront anymore you know you don't yeah. only sell to your city that you live in you um, can start it from your home and you know it's just that easy so when especially when you're a small business there's so many other ones so it's mainly just getting the name out it took me probably my first um month with the instagram to get 150 followers and that's when i launched my website and then mm-hmm. after that it was kind of hard to get to a thousand but i feel like once you just can get to a certain like follower count you'll be the rest is kind of handled because then people are buying your product they're putting your name out there it is still a hard process though especially when you see numbers and you're like what number should I be at yeah you know social media is like that and you're thinking oh well this brand that started after me has this many and you kind of start to get discouraged but that's just the hardest like mentally because you really have to like talk yourself through that like no it's okay like Mm -hmm. you're still doing good you're just you know a little behind but well yeah it's just like the pressure with like social media and like I always tell people like you know I have under 1300 or 1300 you know like the number goes up and down Mm -hmm. uh, followers but you know like I was I'm able to work with the brand I'm every I'm able to educate I've been doing that for a year you know like it's just like if you have the drive and willing and power to do it there's more power in what you're willing to do than your actual number yeah and also like Instagram is about to change that Mm mm-hmm they're gonna remove that whole follower thing they're yeah gonna hide it mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's honestly amazing because I'm so excited. It, it can be really like um I don't want to say damaging but discouraging for you know brands and influencers alike especially when 
Um, and the thing is, is like, it can be all an illusion as well. Like there's definitely brands that have bought a lot of followers because you look and you're like, wow, they have a hundred thousand. And then you click on a post and they get like 500 likes with a hundred thousand followers. And, um, Instagram's cracking down on that. They're like going to delete all the ghost followers, which I'm kind of excited about because <laughs> I'm like, we'll see who's real and who's fake. Ooh, the truth is coming I out. I know. I'm like, I'm like excited. <laughs> I know because it's it's honestly it's really discouraging like even just like you know for me like I'm in the hair world you know yeah and it's just there's so much competition there's mm-hmm. editing and this and that and that's why at the end of the day you just have to be real with you and be like you know what yeah like I'm being real it's okay like you know you're doing you boo and it's it's good like you're growing little by little you have to just really focus on yourself and mm-hmm. not be discouraged by everything else around you yeah and um that was a huge like advice I had to take for myself because I would tell my boyfriend I'd be like dude like this brand started before me and like a little bit before me or at the same time this brand started after me and they're both ahead of me and I'd be like I'd be like why am I not you know and I would um and I'd be like, I only got like, like five orders today. Like, how come I didn't get a hundred like this other brand? And then he was just like, look, you literally, if you just compare yourself to the next person, you're not going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's just a huge piece of advice to give to anybody starting their brand or that already has their brand. Because like comparing yourself to the other person, that's literally wasting so much time. Yeah. The only person you should compare yourself to is who you were or like where your brand was like a month ago to where it is now very true girl and just focus on you know bettering it you know ask people what you can do better with it that's like the only thing that's gonna help you yeah and that's awesome so you're taking like you know constructive criticism and you're Mm -hmm. using it for your advantage which I think it's something like so awesome you know and it says a lot about you too because a lot of people will be like offended like oh my god what do you mean you didn't like that that picture you know (laughs) yeah and there's gonna be critics everywhere you might as well just embrace it and be like oh thank you for the advice actually I never thought of that you know sometimes I'll get dms that say like oh I don't like this like can you do this and stuff from just like random people or customers before or even my friends and I'm like you know what like yeah maybe I will change it um it's all about you just can't take offense with that stuff especially because business you know that's just how it is it gets hard like that yeah I mean that's why if you're in a creative type of business you always have to be evolving Oh, yeah. Especially like when it comes to the beauty industry, you know, like oh, it's yeah. constantly evolving, like every freaking four to three months, you know, yeah. so you have to be right up there with it. You know, mm-hmm. that's why like, you know, I do education all the time to stay up to date. And like you, like you're talking about, you know, your brand, you're always trying to ump it to the next level, you know, which yeah. is awesome. Well, it's just crazy because um, like the lash industry, God, when I was like 17, nobody wore fake eyelashes. Like. You can maybe get the Ardell ones from Walmart, but nobody wore them. Like that was just like, I I knew one girl that wore them to school and everybody would be like, wow, how does she do that? Like, that's so bold of her. And now I'm like wearing them every day and like, like this is light work, you know? And so I feel like the brands who didn't evolve to like doing fake eyelashes too, you know? they missed out on a huge thing. So it is all about evolving. So who knows where we're going to be in a year? What if everybody goes back to just wearing mascara and lip gloss? Exactly. And that's why it's so important when you're like in something and it's booming, like you have to like 
be there and hustle with it and work with it because like you say it's constantly evolving yeah you know um so what was so how did you find out all these vendors like what was your research like so basically um before I started it I just googled all day all day (laughs) and like it's to the point where I'm serious there's no information on google because think about it the big companies I don't know how long small eyelash brands have been around I know a few of them and like we've all started in 2018 yeah so I'm like, like fairly new. Yeah. So I'm like, especially mink lashes, like none of that was like I said, when I was 17, like three, four years ago, even when I was 18, nobody wore fake eyelashes. Like the only ones you could buy <laughs> were the elf ones or the Ardell ones at Target. <laughs> like I'm so serious. So uh, there's no information on Google. So I was like, what the heck is so I got the app Alibaba you know, the vendor like app from like uh, China. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of going through their listings. And then I kind of gave up for a while because the the minimum order quantities were like 5,000. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Oh, God, I don't even know the quality yet. So and I had been ordering from a lot of vendors that I found through the internet. And like most of them were like, they would be like, oh, these luxury mink lashes. And then I get sent some the ones that I ordered. And they were like plastic. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, my God, like, this is so hard. Like, how, how does this work? So then finally, when I made my Instagram and I just started um, basically following people and contacting people to, like to be um, promoters and stuff, I finally yeah. got a vendor. This was before I had any product out and she had um, DM'd me and was like, hey, like um, I'm an eyelash vendor, like wholesale, like um, I see you're starting your brand out. Like, do you want to see like my catalog? And I was like, I was sketched out because I didn't know that's how it works. <laughs> But now this is literally how probably like 90% of the lash brands I know get their eyelashes through Instagram. Because I honestly, now that I'm thinking, I literally don't know how other people get them. <laughs> but um, yeah, she basically was like, here, here's um, a catalog, la la la, like you can pay through PayPal. So honestly, I was scared. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get scared. <laughs> but I was like, I was so yeah, like at a point where I'm just like, no, I just need to do this. Um yeah. I was like so tired with the job I was working at the time. I was like, I just want to quit and do this. <laughs> so um, I was like, okay, yeah, like show me what you have. And then she showed me the lashes like bomb. And I was like, you know what? PayPal is really safe. So I just ordered a couple <laughs> pairs. So I was like, like, by the way, tip for lash brands, if you're listening to this, always send through PayPal business, never send through friends and family if you're ordering yeah. something. Because business, they'll get your money back. But friends and family, they won't be able to do anything about it. Dude, that's awesome. I had no idea. Yeah, no, for real. Because, like, it does charge them a fee. But that's them. And if they make you pay the fee, honestly, it's, like, three bucks. So I don't even bother. I'm just like, okay, who cares? You know, because it could be there's so much stuff that could happen on the way to it, to the package to your house, that if you're spending, like, any amount, honestly, but especially a higher amount, you got to pay through business because then at least PayPal, if something happens or if the vendor doesn't come through or the package doesn't come, you can file a claim and get your money back. They cannot awesome. do anything to friends and family. But anyways, so um, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to order a couple pairs. And then it got sent to me super fast. It got to my house in like four days. And the quality was just amazing. And I was like, so this is how everybody does it. Because <laughs> I had already, I had already had the whole Instagram contacting people to be the promoters. And I had no product, but I just knew I was going to yeah. find it soon. 
so I was like I'm gonna find it soon like it's fine it's fine (laughs) and so I was able I asked the vendor you know like hey can I order more and the the ones I had at that point I just sent them out to the promoters Mm -hmm. because I was like I was like okay this is the product I do have and then I basically put in a bigger order and then I like had the lashes kind of sitting in my um, drawers and then I waited to launch the website and actually fun fact right before I launched the website I actually did quit my job oh my gosh so you were like you were like all in you're like yeah. I'm gonna do this and we're gonna make it happen and I'm gonna be successful and you quit your job yeah and it was it's crazy because um I was 19 when I got that job but I was 20 when I quit it and it was full-time benefits and it was a super high-paying job for somebody that's really young so like like it wasn't just like a job where I'm just like eh like it was like a job, you know, and had a so, job. Yeah. And I had, I had like health benefits. I had paid vacations like at like 1920, you know, it was full time, everything. And it was, um, it was a job in makeup as well. So it was like a job that I was like, you know, this is going to either blow up in my face or it's going to just like be perfect. So yeah, I did quit it because I was just kind of like, okay, I need to be all into this to at least start it or else I'm not going to do it. Like I know myself, I have to like have this be the only thing going for me. And it it (laughs) seems so crazy. I know telling, I told my mom, I don't live with my mom. My mom lives in a different state, but Mm -hmm. I told my mom like, Hey, I'm doing this. I just quit my job. She literally like had a panic attack. She was like, she was like, you quit your job to start an eyelash brand that you barely, you haven't even launched your website for yet? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, so? And she's like, you have rent to pay, you have a car payment, you have insurance. And I was like, I know. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll do it. It's fine. Like, geez, chill out. And so I oh did it. God. And it actually, um, it was amazing just to have like a month and a half to put my all into And then I realized like, okay, like I needed that to start it. And then I did go back to work like a month and a half, maybe two months after. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, that's fun. And I know I'm like going to need some extra funding for it just to get like, because I needed to start buying the nice packaging and stuff. Because I started out with just the plastic cases that the vendor gives you. Yeah. And And so upgrading. Yeah. So I, I was like, okay, so I went back to work um, and then I was already established in my brand, so I kept it going. So I feel like the reason why I quit my job is that I needed to, like, go all in with the brand just because I had so much faith in it. Um, And I know that seems crazy. People are probably like, you quit your good, like, benefits, like, job. Like, they were everybody thought it was crazy. And I was like, yeah, like, that's why I didn't like telling people I wasn't working at the time. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I have my brand. They're like, where are you working at? I'd be like, uh, I have my brand. I'm working on my brand. Yeah, I'd be like, um, you know, and so I was very like, not antisocial, but I was very just doing my brand like every day because I was like, I I just want this to be my project that I'm doing without anybody's criticism. Well, so, yeah, and you were focused, you know, and I think yeah. it's so important. Sometimes you just have to freaking focus. Yeah. You have to. And people think I'm like, I mean, I do fun stuff, you know, yeah. but I'm really focused. Like I work, mm-hmm. honestly, I work seven days out of the week, Yeah, like, three Dang. days behind the chair. And the rest is like Instagram, social media, yeah. or something, you know, mm-hmm. and people like think that we would, we're crazy for working, you know, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. I don't take any days off from Instagram or my business. Exactly. I, I check my email every single day, even if I'm across the country, you know, 
I check it every day because at least you can do because I, I see it like this. If I can't be home packing orders or if the post office is closed and I can't do much, I'm going to at least be checking and answering emails and DMs. I'm going to at least be active on the social media. That's all on your phone. It's not even like work to me. Yeah, I'm already on my phone all the time. So I might as well be productive <laughs> with it. Yeah, it might as well benefit me. Yeah. And so I think people, they see like, oh, that's so much work. And I'm like, uh, not really. You know what I think is so much work standing on your feet for like 10, 12 hours a day, like five days a week. Amen. And how, yeah. how do you see it? So you established your business in January. Oh, I actually established it in March. For March. Yeah. Holy crap, girl. <laughs> so how has your life changed now with your business? Has it been hard financially? Did you see the gains from it? How has it been like for you? So basically, so I started in March and I um, decided to uh, leave my job in on March like 15th. And then I, um, I launched the website, I think March 18th, or it might have been the 28th. Um, And during that month and a half, I was doing just fine. Mm -hmm. And it's not like I went into financial ruin before I went back to work. I was just kind of like, okay, like, I need to do something just to extra fund my business because there are, once you start getting established, there are business licenses, resale licenses. Like there are, just to get the licenses in my town, I had to get like three of them. Man. Just for having a business in the town I live in, you know, and that's not counting, you know, um, there's a lot of licenses you have to get and stuff like that. So yeah. I was just like, ah, like, I don't feel like completely ruining my finances and going into all this debt. So I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna work. And so I went back to work pretty quick. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely have seen the profits from it. And sometimes it's hard because when you're already getting paid from a job, and then you see, oh, I have this much money, you kind of have to like, dissect everything. So I always like to, um, like, I keep all of my receipts, obviously, because they're all tax deductible, so I'm not going to lose any of those. But um, yeah. you have to basically see, okay, how much do I get each lash for? How much did I sell it for, you know? Mm-hmm. How much information did I sell this week and stuff like that? So, yeah, I have seen the profits from it. Uh, financially, in the beginning, just because I wasn't working, mm-hmm. it was it was kind of, like, not hard. Like, I had saved up enough for it to be fine, but I was just kind of, like, oof like if I had been working and doing this but at the same time I know I wouldn't have gone that hard with it because I had tried to do it while I was working at that job months before and it just took so much of my time so you wouldn't you felt like you wouldn't been like as focused and yeah because I was at the job for like 45 hours a week so 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 why do you decide to do this because it honestly by the sounds of your story like you quit your job you went all in, then you went back in to fund more of your business mm-hmm. and really push it out more. Yeah. So it sounds like you're passionate about this. So what really drove you to do this? Um, mainly, so I've always like just been an entrepreneur, like at heart. Like when I was 16, I used to sell like these flower crowns that me and my friend would make. We used to sell them. And then um, we would, and then I would make, I actually made tie-dye Nike socks and like tie-dye shirts. Cause I, yeah, cause I was like, first, I just always like, um, ever since I was like young, I was like, I was like, I know there's more money to be made outside of a traditional job. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't have any entrepreneurs in my family. So 
that so like explaining that to anybody in my family I mean they they understand but I mean like you know it's 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 a it's a harder thing to explain to somebody that works you know but um but I just always knew I was like there's money to be made so I've been working since I was 17 but when I was 16 I just did like my tidy stuff in the flower crowns and I actually made about the same money I was making working at a job so I basically always knew it was always eating up not eating at me but kind of poking at me like yeah you're not made to work like this you need to do your (laughs) own thing just because my personality like I was I'm always always been able to hold down the jobs that I liked for long but I'm just like but I don't want to do this forever you know I've worked in makeup for like two years and I've loved I've loved every makeup job I've had but I'm like regardless like I know I'm not supposed to do this forever so basically the driving force was a a combination of having my boyfriend's support and then just like I still loved that job but I was just like it's taking so much time and it was so much work that I was just like all this energy I'm using because by the time I would get home my shifts were like 11 30 to 8. That's crazy. So by the time I get home it's like pitch black. Yeah. Yep you I had no time to do anything in the morning because I also had a 30 minute drive one way so I was like I'm gone like almost 10 hours out of the day you know I get home and then I fall asleep and then I wake up and I do everything again so I'm like <laughs> I'm like I can't and then my two days off because the shifts I had, like I wasn't able to get anything done before or after. Yeah. So, so I had to do everything. I like every errand I had to run on my two days off. So I was like, and the job, I had no option to go part-time because of the position. It was only full-time. So I was like, oh my gosh, I just have to do this. So it was more of like, um, yeah. it was more of like, a, like not an option for me. You wanted to change your life and yeah. you, you took the power within you and you made it happen, girl. And, and it, look it was, at you now. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm so glad because I honestly, I think a lot. I'm like, ah, what if I kept the high paying job? But that's something if you, if I had kept a high paying job, I would have been like, ah, I wonder what it would have been like if I started my own business. So it's just we're going to have questions like that forever. So you might as well just do what you really like to do, because no matter what in life, it's going to be hard in some way, shape, or form. It's so true. I know. Honestly, like, I'm about to go through, like, a whole different little avenue mm-hmm. in my career, too. And it's scary because it's not something people do. Like, you know, especially hairstylists, you're supposed to be focused on one thing yeah. only. But I'm like, fuck it. I'm yeah. Gonna like, and I'm going to try it. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the best thing to do because, you know what, if, if it doesn't work out how you wanted it to to be you can always go back to what you're familiar with and what you're doing exactly you know and there's nothing wrong with that like I'm like you know what everybody said I was fucking crazy when I started doing hair yeah I'm like, oh yeah so <laughs> oh yeah no believe me my mom was like you quit your job to start an eyelash brand and I was like <laughs> yes because my mom she's had the same job for god like 20 years so I'm like oh my god like I could not I'm sorry, I can't imagine myself being in the same career. Like, it takes a certain person to do that. Yeah. And I'm just, I've always been a freelance type of, like, person where I'm like, I need to start, you know. And I applaud my mom every day for being able to get up and do what she does because she's been promoted a lot within her company. And I'm like, I've worked quite a few jobs. I don't think I've ever had a promotion because I'm like, <laughs> I'm not that type of, like, structured work person. Like, I ha- like, I am a business person, you know. Yeah, it's just your business person by heart. Yeah, 
So I'm like, there's just certain people, certain people are made for that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's very true. And how has it affected your friendships? Like, I, do your friends encourage you? Like, how has this whole journey changed this, you, like, in a personal sense? This is kind of like a, like a funny question because, um, like, it's kind of, um, basically when I started uh, working at my high-paying job, like, I um, didn't have as much time because I was always working part-time. Yeah. This is my first full-time gig, you know? So I went from having all this time to spend with my friends to, um, like, always being gone. And just, like, all my days off, I was too tired to go meet up with people. So my friendships <laughs> were already kind of – I mean, I've never been the type to, like, have a lot of friends anyways. I like to just keep a couple of them. Mm-hmm. But I always – I just kind of had a – I had a hunch, like, right when I started my new job, I was like, hmm, like, I feel like I'm supposed to just kind of – like have a few friends and so basically I kind of already like stopped being super social and then I didn't really want I didn't tell anybody I was starting the brand like on my social media or my friends or anybody I just told my mom my sister my brother and my boyfriend and my best friend but I only told them so I didn't really want to be that social at the time because I was focused and I wanted I didn't want anybody's criticism to ruin it yeah. But I, didn't want, I didn't want to let anybody know what I was doing. So I kind of not isolated myself because I was still like seeing people, but I was kind of just like backtracking like, oh, like, I don't know if I want to like tell anybody that, you know, I don't want any criticism. So it was just kind of, I went from like seeing certain friends like three times a week to just seeing them like a couple times a month. Because I also like, I also wasn't hanging out in the city I was living in a lot because I was just going to because where I was working and where I like had um, most of my friends were 30 <laughs> minutes away from where I lived. So still so, drive. Yeah. So a lot of times I just liked hanging out at home or I liked being with my boyfriend a lot because we still had a fairly new relationship at that point. Yeah. So I was kind of like, well, I don't have time for much. So I'd rather have time for him in my business. So it's not that it's put a strain on any friendships at all. It's just like they've kind of dimmed down a little bit, but I've also gotten new friendships. So I think it just kind of comes with also like the new friendships I have. They are very business minded. And I think that's just what every entrepreneur needs. You need people that are going to take you to a new level. And see, and that's so important, especially, you know, so this is pretty awesome because you're 21 and I'm 32. (laughs) You're 32, really? I am. I'm 32. Wow. I didn't think you were. <laughs> I know. I'm that old. I'm going to be 33. <laughs> oh, my God. But it's interesting because a lot of people think it's, I really believe in life as you go through different cycles and you start growing to different levels. Yeah. Different people come and go. Yeah. And I always say it's so important for you to keep your circle strong. Oh, yeah. Like-minded people like you because. You know, like the saying says, mystery loves company. Oh, yeah. And I've definitely met people where I'm like, I used to be very, before I started my business, like my business brings a sense of empowerment to me. Because mm-hmm. um, I've always been somebody that was defined by their job. Because I always had a good job. You know, I always had like a, like a, you know, like I'm, I'm still good at working, even though I am a business minded person. Like yeah. I still go hard to my jobs, but it's basically like, I know I'm supposed to do business more, but anyways, I've always been 
empowered by either the business project I have or the job I'm working. So there were times where um, when I first moved to California, I worked like just kind of like I worked at McDonald's first. And Mm -hmm. then I had a few friends that just kind of like made me feel bad about myself because I didn't know how to like I wasn't driving or anything. I didn't have a license or a car. So I was just kind of dealing with like the the ugly treatment they were giving me just because I didn't like I was like, oh, I don't have anything going for me right now. Like, I feel like such a loser, you know? Mm -hmm. So I accepted, like, half treatment from people and even, like, bad treatment just because I didn't feel like I had anything going for me. So I feel like with a business now, you know, I have the confidence to tell people, like, no, you're not going to do that. You know, you're not going to say that to me. And I have the confidence to get the friends that I deserve you know so I think entrepreneurs that are just starting out that know that that's what they're going to be doing I think they definitely need to get friends that are business minded because if you get friends that don't really have anything going for them and don't really they don't even want to do anything Mm -hmm. you know I have friends that literally weren't doing anything and then they want to tell you what to do like really you're gonna go you're gonna (laughs) hustle backwards you know and it's so true you know and and I believe like we all go through a struggle you know yeah. what I mean? Like, even for me, like, I was, we were actually talking about this yesterday. I had a Camaro in high school. Mm-hmm. It was like a 1975 Camaro. Okay. And no, girl, it had like 20 different colors. The bumper <laughs> was hanging off with it with duct tape. It was so bad. But it was my car. Yeah. And now, you know, like, now I have like two Lexus, right? That's why. But you know what I mean? Is that struggle? Is yes. that like whole people making putting you down and making yeah. fun of you and you're like shit is this really what my life's gonna be like yeah it's turning those negatives into positive to mm-hmm. make your dreams come true that really do matter yeah and I and I talk a lot about how I you know used to like walk everywhere and have to get like rides everywhere for like um a year when I was in California you know yeah and I had actually saved up like every penny I was making so I could buy my first car in cash and then not even a year later, and I didn't get full coverage insurance on it because it was um, it's like a 2008 car. I should have because that 2008 is still kind of fairly new. I know. But um, <laughs> That's it was like a, it was a perfect Honda Civic. There was nothing wrong with it. And so I like that car was my baby. Like that was my first step of confidence in California. I was like, oh, my God, I have a car. <laughs> Nobody can tell me anything anymore. Oh, so man. then um not even a year later a guy with no insurance like rear-ended me and totaled my car oh and I had uninsured insurance thank god because if I had just liability I would have been just done but um the uninsured only uh gave me like three thousand dollars and I bought that car for six thousand in cash when I was um 18 man so I was like for like a month I was just like I didn't want to talk to anybody I didn't want to do anything and then I basically had to, the next car I had, I had to, um, like, get a loan. But it wasn't through, like, a credit, like, uh, company. It was through, like, somebody I knew. Mm-hmm. So I gave them $6,000 down. And then, because I got the rest of the insurance money, and then I already had money saved. And then I sold my totaled car. <laughs> so I, I put, like, every penny I had to my name oh my down. God. And then I still had, like, a lot to pay left on it. And then it wasn't even like, I didn't even like the car that much. So I was like, oh my God. But you know what? It's just another struggle that you have to like embrace. And so I think that even though like 
my baby like got like totaled I was just like you know what? I got a nicer car with it you know yeah and it's just like it's just a new level that you go to you know sometimes you don't want to let go of old friends or old cars but the next level you have to and it's so true you know like I always and I haven't actually haven't shared this but I will share this on this episode Ooh. it can't be a very lonely road yeah, like your true friends, the people that are really going to cheer you on. And when you want to quit or you feel like you suck, mm-hmm. are actually going to lift you up are so rare. You can yeah. count them like in a hand. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I always say everybody wants to be with you at the top. But oh, yeah, it's hard to see the ones that really want to be with you at the bottom or oh, yeah. when you're barely starting out on something new. But everybody thinks you're crazy. Yeah. And I um, that's why I didn't really want to. I uh broadcast me starting my eyelash brand because I was like oh like the last thing I need is for anybody to tell me like I can't do this you know because I was on my I was in my little bubble I was like my boyfriend's telling me I can do it you know (laughs) my best friend is telling me she's excited I was like my mom thinks I'm crazy but that's fine (laughs) I was just like no nobody can tell me anything so like I had I would even be in group chats with the friends that you know I had at that point and they'd be talking about what they're doing and they'd be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, um, just chilling, <laughs> just like working, like nothing really, you know, because I didn't want, I was like, no, cause I'm not going to take any criticism. And I actually like, um, have had a few of the people that I thought were going to cheer me on that didn't. And so I was just shocked by that. But then you realize like, you know, I realized my best friend and my boyfriend, like throughout all points of my life have um been there for me so I'm just like and then I met a girl not even that long ago because uh, she was working at Starbucks at the time and I was coming to that Starbucks every day <laughs> and now me and her are like meeting up all the time and I've actually helped her start her brand and I'm like you know what that's a friend I want to have that's awesome and she's always cheering me on so you can meet friends kind of far into your journey mm-hmm that are still um friends like that you can have in your circle you know I feel like a lot of people they're like oh no I only want the friends I've had you know no you have to, like you were saying like you have to let it go like I'm super yeah. lucky now I mean I have I mean some amazing friendships you know one mm-hmm. of them Ricardo we barely met like, I think it was in March uh-huh. or February of this year and like we become like best friends and like, oh. she has cheered me on and helped me out so much and I feel so blessed but you have to be able to welcome in the new and let go of the old yeah and that's something that's extremely hard for people especially um I grew up in a very okay I grew up in a few very small towns where like I was moving a lot to where like people stay in that town like their whole lives which is fine if that's what they want to do but there are some that are meant to get out of that town but you can tell they're just too scared like no I don't want to leave everything I know and I'm like, but you want to do this. And yeah. there's nothing here that's for that. And I'm always I'm always the type of person to um, encourage people to move where they're from. <laughs> I'm like, you have to. Like, what do you mean? And it's probably just because I moved so many times. We're to the point where I could move tomorrow and I'd find a way to deal with it, you know? Yeah. But um, I see people holding on to all kinds of stuff they need to let go. And I'm like, dude. Like, that's only hurting you more. And then when you finally let it go, it's going to hurt so bad. It's true, you know. And so now that you have your brand and you're established, mm-hmm. how do you deal with all, like, the negativity? Or how do you deal when somebody, like, is not, you know, the nicest or um, so to harm you? 
So I actually had learned from a uh, business person that I follow. Her name's Supa Scent. She owns the Crayon Case you know, Cosmetics. You know, it's kind of like a, it's a oh, bigger yeah. brand. Yeah, she's amazing because she posts all her um, tips on her page. Like not on the Crayon Case, but on her personal page. And she told me, and um, well, she didn't tell me, sorry. She posted <laughs> on her, I actually have like a business consultant in um, Atlanta that I met over Instagram, but I actually met her in person when I went to Atlanta. So it was awesome. But anyway, awesome. she shares all of Supa's posts with me that she thinks would pertain to me. So she said that she sent me a post that said that Instagram has comment controls where basically if there's a certain word that um, that's negative that you don't want to be commented. Cause I mean, if somebody finds you on the explore page and then they read the comments and people are just trolling and being nasty, you know? Yeah they're already going to get a bad, you know, like take on your brand. They're going to be like, Oh, like I saw a bad comment. So I basically filtered out certain words. So you can do this. If you have a business page, Instagram, like I filtered out like ugly, like fake, just cause I never really got any negative comments before. Yeah. But I would get messages. That's a whole different ball game, but <laughs> I basically did the comment controls for that way. You can just keep the, um, the brand's image up to date because I answer all my emails and I go through all the important DMs that I Aww. need to. So like every day. So I'm like, I don't need anybody's, nobody needs to get my attention with a comment. That's awesome. So I that's like what, that you do that. I didn't know if you can yeah, do that. So you can definitely do that. Um, I'll try to, I'll tag you in the um, post because it's honestly like basically it will, they can comment it, the person that's commenting it, but it won't show up on your page, but it'll like, it won't like delete their comment or anything. It just won't show up. Well, that's nice. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So it's awesome because like if, if a brand is up to date on their customer service, you know, you don't need anybody commenting about where's my order. Cause then it just looks like you don't ship out your orders, you know? Mm -hmm. So comment control, how I deal with the messages. I just like to dissect which one's important. If they're, if they're talking to me about an order, of course it's top priority. Yeah. And I've never gotten any bad, um, like, messages about an order. I have definitely forgotten stuff. But I've never had anybody come at me sideways for it. And I think that's just because I answer the emails really fast. So, that's like, awesome. You stay on top of your business. I'm just, well, I like checking my emails, like, every day. It's just more of, like, a routine. But, um, but messages about, like, I get messages about PR a lot. And people are like, hey, can I be on the list? And a lot of times, like, I have it in my bio, like, I don't do that right now. And I, I still have a little PR list, but I'm basically not adding to it. So I don't like respond to those, but some of them, they'll get hateful. They'll be like, why don't you add me to your PR list? Like, whatever. Like, I didn't even want to be on it anyways. What? You know, people get, I know. And I'm like, when, I'm like, when did anybody ever tell you that that's like an okay thing to comment? So to me, I just, I'll press decline on the message request. And I get like, Sometimes you'll get trolls. Like, you literally get, like, people make, like, spam accounts where it's basically just they have, like, three followers and then they have, like, a, an emoji as their uh, profile picture and they have a private account and then they just want to talk talk trash. And I'm like, um, yeah, no. You know, why would I want a spam account on my PR list? And that's what I mean. Like, honestly, like, a lot of the thing with the whole entitlement, mm -hmm. and I love how you're talking about that. 
Okay, first of all, we all have bios, so we all should be reading the bios, you know? Yeah. Especially when you're trying to reach a big company or yeah. even just a company in general. Be yeah. respectful and mindful. Like, you're talking about, you don't even answer your DMs. See, I didn't know, and I was DMing you. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's just so important to, like, read the bios and be respectful and mindful. And you guys, sometimes when we, like, knock doors, yeah. it, the answer's going to be a no. But you know what you say? Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like, um, like starting out artists, like the ones that truly love makeup as an art form, um, if they do reach out, they're going to be fine if they get a no, but it's the ones that just want like free stuff and they just want to be like, oh, I'm cool. Like a company sent me something that are going to be mad when you don't respond or you say no. Yeah. Because, um, I see a lot of brands have promoter searches, which is basically where you take a picture from theirs and you post on their, your story and you're like, oh, I want to be their promoter or something. And a lot of people that don't get picked, they get mad and they're like, oh, they're only doing that to get followers. But no, we're doing that so we could find other artists we're not aware of, you know? Yeah. So I, it's just people get entitled people. They, they'll get mad about it. But regular artists, if they don't get picked, they're just like, oh, okay you know, next time, because, like, you're going to get so many no's in your life. If you expect everybody to say less, you have a horrible, like, wake-up call coming. <laughs> and it's so true. Like, I always tell people, they're like, oh, this and that. Like, you guys have to be willing to say no for that mm-hmm. one or two yes I've gotten in my life, you know? Yeah. There's been a shit ton of no's, but yeah. I say thank you, and I'm grateful. You know why? Because it keeps my ass humble, and it wasn't meant for me maybe at that time, but maybe then, you know, later on in my life, I'm ready for it. Exactly, and um, there's just, there's a lot of reasons why a brand can't give anybody, I mean, everybody PR, so there's reasons why you might have not quite made the cut, but it's just, it's also like, me as a brand, I know what it's like to get told no, you know, I've asked probably like 30 boutiques if I could have a pop-up shop in their boutique, and I was like, I'll give you like a certain amount or a flat rate, like whatever you want, and all of them have said no, like I have not got one yes yet. And I've been in business for uh, almost eight months, I think, <laughs> seven or eight months. And I still have not got a yes yet. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be like cussing that brand out or that brand, the boutique out because they told me no. You know, mm-hmm. that's the best way to get blocked. And then they tell their boutique friends like, oh, don't let this person, you know. Yeah. That's- so like life is a lot of no's you know if you don't know that by now then I'm sorry but (laughs) you're in for a rude awakening I know I'm like dude you get no's I get no's from everybody so I don't know how I mean it's perseverance at the end of the day if you have a dream if you have a goal if you have a business you have to persevere the businesses that persevere the ones who make it you know like I love that little Instagram um little picture of where Apple you know, like Amazon, like yeah. these businesses where they started, mm-hmm. the freaking garage. Yeah, like Amazon, like his little office. I love that he has a picture of his little office, like old trashy, like a whole bunch of papers all over the place, and you know, with like a handmade label of his Amazon. And look at him now. I know. Now he's the richest man in the world. Exactly. So there says there's something to be said for the ones that dare to be different, that dare to follow their dreams. Yeah, and honestly, what would we be without Amazon right now? I know, seriously. I like, everything, the <laughs> fact that I can order something that I really need, but I don't want to go to the store for, and I can get it in two days, shipped for free, you know? Like, 
he dared to be different. He probably got a, so much backlash, especially if he quit a job to start it. I don't yeah. know his whole story, but um, but now everybody like needs Amazon. You know what? I bet you his haters that like told him stuff probably order off Amazon just as much as everybody else now. <laughs> because now it's like everything that you need is on Amazon. I remember if you needed a certain product like 10 years ago, um, you would have to like, go on your big old like um not even your like chunky computer with the dusty screen of the computer <laughs> you'd have to tell your mom hey stop using the phone they need to look at something you'd have to google so yeah you'd have to like google like whatever you wanted you have to go through like four pages to finally find it it was, main... like, yahoo and aol yeah and a little noise you know <laughs> trying to yeah <laughs> And then your brother would come in and be like, I want to play pinball, get off of the chair. And he'd be like, no, I need, you know, and now, and now Amazon, like he, and he started Amazon when I was born, the year I was born. Hey so girl. He started the, he started Amazon in 97 and like, it's this big today. I thought he started Amazon like way later. So finding out that he's been doing this for so long and he started with just books, I was like, Oh my god. I know. I was like, I'm as old as Amazon. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. See, there it goes. There's a story. Persevere. 21 years of grinding, and now he's the, the richest man in the world. But what if, like, the first person that threw him a negative comment, he was like, Oh my god, I can't do this anymore. Because <laughs> if he were he's at today. Yeah, because if he didn't invent it, somebody else would have. Yeah, and that's why it's so important for everybody listening to this, like always follow your dreams take in the hustle take in the bad with the good and just mm-hmm. keep on going like if you have a dream we all do i do yeah you know, as we i work so hard for it and we'll have to sacrifice and be willing to put in the work for the reward too yeah and so. you might give up so much you know you might have to like tell your hater friends like hey i don't want you guys like in my life anymore because you bring me down you know you might have to spend like 80 percent of your time um on your business or like alone, you know, you may have to quit the job that's kind of taking up all your time. Yeah, you may have to go broke from paying for like everything to start but you like, you have to do it or else you're literally like, I think people everybody who wants to start a business should start it regardless of what they they're doing now, even if it's just on the side, they don't have to quit their whole job, you know, because I love it. they're, they're gonna have that like, thing in the back of their mind their whole life being like, what if yeah, you know. nothing, there's nothing worse in this life than what if. I'd yeah. rather take 20 falls than a what if. Oh, yeah, exactly. And that's why, like, I, like, every business I've wanted to start so far, I've, you know, started or tried to start. And, you know, some of them were just, like, terrible investments. And some of them, like, this one, I think this is the only one I've had that's, like, really, really, like, blown up. But what if, like, I six months ago or how long ago did I quit my job I don't know like eight months ago that um like what if I was just like eh, like I don't want to I don't want to do that I just want to keep working and then now if I was still at that same job I would have probably just been like man what if I started that yeah. you know what have been up today yeah and I'm thinking like I've literally I would have never met you I would have never been on this podcast <laughs> I would have never met I literally met so many people because of it I have a little decal on my car that says like my brand name with the website and a lot of people ask me about it that's how I met that girl at Starbucks that's awesome she's like what is that and I was like oh like blah blah this this and that oh no so tell us so what's your brand name 
where can yeah. we find you on Instagram or if you have Facebook or any other type of social media? Share, girl, share. <laughs> okay, thank you. So um, my brand's called Leo Lashes because I was born in August, so I'm a Leo. Um, um, the Instagram is at leo.lashes. The dot in the middle is important because if it's just Leo Lashes, it's like a Russian person that does eyelash extensions. Because <laughs> I wanted that username so bad. And I see some people tag it, and I'm like, no. Put and the then, dot, guys. I know. And then Twitter is at Leo Lashes One. I didn't want to make that username; they made it for me, and I don't <laughs> know how to change it. So I'm like, ah, whatever. Uh, Snapchat is just Leo Lashes. Um, Facebook, I forgot what Facebook is, but I don't <laughs> use it that much anyway. So. So we can find you on Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat. Yeah, Snapchat. All right, girl. Well, I want to say. Thank you so much for spending an hour of your time on my podcast and Thank sharing you. your story and inspiring us. And if we want to get in contact with you and get your expertise and help in starting our own brand, how do we do that? Um, you can always DM me on either my personal account, which is at Priscilla is a Leo, or you can DM me on Leo Lashes or there's an email um, leolashesbiz at gmail.com that you can email me at the dms are probably going to be the quickest response sometimes they get lost in the request but um i check my dms like every other hour and i check my email like once or twice a day if i'm on my phone if i'm working i I don't touch my phone but (laughs) (laughs) but all my days off like today i got time yeah like anybody can dm me so make sure you guys, if you guys want help, if you have any questions, feel free to DM or email Priscilla. She's been awesome. Thank I you. developed a friendship with you over Instagram, over DMs, and I'm so yes. excited to have you here on my podcast. Thank you. It's been an honor. I'm super excited to share this with everybody. Yes, girl, you did it. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> well, I'll thank be in touch you. with you. So thank you so much, Priscilla, and enjoy your day, okay? You too. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you have any questions, always feel free to DM me or email me um, on any of my social platforms at Celeste Stylist. If you wouldn't mind leaving me a review or a comment, I would greatly appreciate that. And feel free to share this with anybody that you think would benefit from it. Thank you so much. Until next time, I'll see you guys back here at Celeste Stylist.